Welcome to Batyard's Finest, bringing you the finest of Batman and Superman and pop culture. From Metropolis, I'm Josh from Batyard Productions. And I'm Leah, all the way from Themyscira. And we are here with... Well, I go first. I'm Angus from Glasgow in Scotland. Um, and I'm a freelance animator and model maker. And who's our other special guest? And um, I'm Joe Frere. Uh, I on Instagram and uh, YouTube under the name Louis Tanner. And uh, I'm a amateur stop motion animator and sculptor and model maker as well. So we've interviewed you both uh, separately. Now we have the exciting opportunity to have you here together to talk about your personal artistic twists on such a classic art form that, you know, seems to be up and running as far as we're concerned it's not really seen anymore but you guys have really taken it and put your own twists on it so uh i guess our first question is for well it's for both of you but we'll start with you Mm -hmm. angus um how did you get started doing stop motion hey for me it was i kind of since i was very young i've always enjoyed making things i've always arts and crafts things like that so my first kind of fascination was with dinosaurs and dinosaurs monsters things like that so after seeing i think i saw jurassic park i was just blown away by you know what there was actually a profession you could actually make dinosaurs for movies as like a a job so that kind of interested me and at home I started you know just out of like plasticine and you know modeling clay making my own little films uh, with a family camera so it kind of just started from there you know and obviously Hardman who's based in England that do Wallace and Gromit and all of that that was a big kind of part of my upbringing so it's it's just things I've seen on the television and films that I've liked that have just kind of inspired me to to do that and I, I love it it's, it's a really great hobby uh, to pursue oh awesome yeah well it seems like you've been doing it basically you know ever since you could you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <It's... laughs> so uh what, what about you louis how, how did you get started and what kind of were your inspirations it's... for pursuing into the stop motion art craft it's very similar to uh, angus's uh situation so I'm a few years older, so um, I remember earlier things that uh, inspired me. But uh, I've, like Angus, I was always interested in you know drawing. And then once I started uh, working with modeling clay, I was like, oh, I don't even need toys anymore. I can make my own toys. Yeah. And whenever <laughs> I saw something that I really liked, I made it. Yeah. And the first thing I ever remember making out of uh, modeling clay was a character called Sad Sack. Which was a comic book character about a uh, like a goofy soldier, sort of like a, a Beetle Bailey or somebody, something like that. But I used to make like cars out of plasticine, and then I started watching all these movies like King Kong and uh, Giant Behemoth, and then I started watching the Ray Harryhausen movies, mm-hmm. and I started making those out of plasticine, and then I started branching out into different material, more resilient material. I so said, if I if I was ever to make a model that I could animate that actually animate. I mean, even though I didn't at that time I didn't have any like camera or anything like that. I try to make animation models that could be used for animation. Mm-hmm. 
before I started animating. And uh, things built in. And finally, I got my first Super 8 camera like many years ago. I started doing film that way. And I sort of just dropped out of it because I don't know, it just fell away for a while. And then uh, it sort of like resurfaced again when um, my daughter was interested in animation and uh, for, for a time. And we got her a, uh, a program to, to do her own stop motion animation on the computer. And uh, once she started like losing interest in that, I started like playing around with it. And I started like animating some of the figures I made. So that's how that's sort of like that's how it sort of like got reborn for me. Yeah, that's that's really it's cool how you can like your daughter was interested in it as well. So you had like two members of the family, you know, you could pass on some some knowledge and uh, you know, inspire the younger generation, you know, to do it as well. Yeah, because uh when you know when she was you know, she's older now, she's she's mm -hmm. in her late in her teens, but when she was younger, she was, you know, she always wanted to watch these uh, Harryhausen movies and mm. these special with me. And uh, she liked to do things on a, um, uh, the dry erase board. She's like to do animations on the dry erase board. Mm. And that's where we got the camera for her. And um, she's on to other things now, but yeah, I'll never grow out of it. <laughs> yeah. Does does she still like uh make any like short stop motion animated shorts or anything like that? Yeah, you know, today or she's done a couple of things. No. You know, she because she's into like manga. And, oh, okay. And, uh, so she has like a like a lot of figures and stuff. So she's she's done a few animations with those. Hmm. And I've helped her along. We like sort of did a couple of things. You know, collaborated on a couple of things together, but you know, nothing really. She, you know, she's sort of like she just like you know she loves drawing. So she just sort of like more concentrates on that. What uh, what projects have you been uh, have you collaborated on previously? If you don't mind me. Asking. Oh, it, it's just like she has some figures that we just added. Oh, okay. So that's okay. You know, you know, like a throw, like you know, a character throwing a punch or something like that. Mm -hmm. you know? so, but, ah. Nothing, nothing, nothing major. Just a couple of uh, things that we, you know. Don't kind of that. homemade kind of films like things like that yeah yeah yes like the stuff i do it really is homemade film yeah now either of you ever made a 2d animated project or are you mostly the three-dimensional i've experimented with a uh, 2d animation i've got a it's a graphics tablet and I've got Photoshop, and I, I just found out that Photoshop can actually, has an animation tool on it, so you can do, like, you know, your drawings frame by frame. So I tried a, a bit of that, and it's obviously it's very different to stop motion, but it was, it's, there's a lot, I thought there was a lot more time put into 2D animation, you know, because you're basically redrawing every single frame most of the time, so there's You've got to, I found it quite challenging, you know, trying to match every drawing. Uh, but it was, it, it was something, you know, it was nice to learn something different. Um, but I've not, I've never like professionally tried to, you know, make a, a film with that form of animation before. Um, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Joseph? Um, well, I, uh, 
used to do flip books, flip book animation uh, for, you know, you, you could buy like, you could go to like uh, office supply store and get like little, you know, checkbooks and little ledger books and then just draw little flip book uh, animations in the back. And I think I still have one or two of them, like Wiley Coyote walking around and mm -hmm. Duck walking around from like a, a long time ago. But mostly any 2D animation that I do now on, on the computer are like animated effects for the stop motion films I did. Like uh, when I did the Superman mm -hmm. uh, motion film where the crooks are shooting him with the machine gun. Oh, is that like uh, yeah. man murders? <laughs> the bullets pinging off his chest and off his head. <laughs> is or, that, uh, that's how they used to do it in the old, yeah. the old uh, TV series and the the, the the I think they made a movie serial and they used to do little cartoon bullets bouncing off his chest. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, they would actually scratch the film. I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. I I knew it was animated. I didn't know they. Literally scratch the cell on on top of it. I think like yeah, I think like some of the like the lower budgeted films they would do that. Yeah. Oh. But um, I also like the I don't know if you remember the one I did with Popeye, and oh, he uh, I actually drew when he pulls a can of spinach out of his chest. Obviously, that can of spinach is not fit in his chest. Right. All right. For frames. I just had him go like that, and I drew over that over his hand. And uh -huh. started to pull like a can of spinach as he's pulling it out. <laughs> oh wow! When he squeezes the can and pops it, and the spinach like shoots into his mouth, that's drawn animation. Ah, uh, because that would be quite difficult, imagine, to animate physically, you know, in stop motion. Yes. Yeah. It's a, a few. Fr I mean, like you have to like look at each frame and say, "Oh yeah, I can yeah. see that's drawn." Well, we were listening to the podcast this morning and uh, from each of you. And, Joe, you were talking about one of the programs you use is all, it uses that onion skin tool. And, you, like, you could almost see the frame before. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that seems like a really handy thing that, unfortunately, That's... didn't have back then. No, they didn't. They, they had to concentrate. I, I did animate that way many years ago when i had a super 8 camera mm. so you didn't know what it looked like until you got it back from the uh developer which could be like a couple of weeks later yeah that's i've I never i've never animated like on physical kind of thought like I've, i think i've animated on videotape but that was like it wasn't really animation it was more kind of pausing the live video and then moving it and then resuming so it was like all done within the one clip but the the camera had an option to pause the live recording so you could pause it and then move whatever you were doing but i've never i've never animated on film um i've always used you know as, i like i've i like to say i've got it the easy way with you know all the software we've got but you know it'd be it'd be interesting to use you know something like super 8 and see what it's actually what it'd be like to actually do it the way it was originally done. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, oh, it's ahead. a little bit shakier quality, but mm. you know, I did post one of one of the videos that I post that I did that way. I posted on YouTube. It was mm. uh, Apple Costello. Oh yeah, and not it's not the one where they they land on the seventh planet. 
but uh -huh. uh, there's one that I did that's earlier where they they look like they have sort of like spacesuits on and they're walking around right. and they're opening different doors. Uh -huh. That's done uh, the old-fashioned way with the uh, Super 8 camera. All right, okay. Shaky it is. You can see like light sources all suddenly switching and yeah, very rudimentary stuff. Yeah, that yeah. was an interesting project to to go back on and use like Super 8 film, just kind of seeing how you know mm -hmm. it differentiates from today. You know, just almost doing like a your own your own uh, school project with that. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have, yeah. What what other um artists and animators have inspired you to pursue stop motion? Like was was it like uh you know different? Like was there a certain movie that like was like it was like the pinnacle where you're like okay this is this is what I want to do or is it like just many factors? What artists inspired you to pursue stop motion? Uh, well, with me obviously it was Ray Harryhausen. That's the the you know the obvious. Uh, one for me, but uh, I like stuff. That, there's a lot of similar animators out there that around his time. You know, people like uh, Jim Danforth, who's quite a not a lot of people. You know, you would walk up to would know who Jim Danforth was, but oh, he was he was you know in my eyes, he he was just as good as Ray, and I think Ray kind of maybe saw him as a bit of competition at some points but uh, that they do the kind of similar style of animation but you know you've obviously you've got uh, Nick Park who does Ardman mm -hmm. uh, people even people like uh, Richard Williams who you know that's 2D animation but he did you know yeah, Roger Rabbit and things like that I love all that type of stuff it's um, really inspiring to watch uh, Jim Danforth collaborated with uh, Harryhausen on uh, Clash of the Titans. Yeah, yeah. He uh, did some of the uh, Pegasus um, flying. Yeah, you can actually kind of notice, you know, there's a slight difference. I think you can see the animation kind of style changes a bit because yes. Jim Danforth's animation, I thought, was a lot smoother. You know, it was a lot more fluid compared to, not that, you know, Ray Harryhausen's stuff is amazing you know if i can get to that level that would be a dream come true but uh jim danforth i think was more technical with his with his style um but yeah i mean they're, they're all great yeah with, well uh, with jim danforth I, I didn't even know there was anyone else on on clash of the titans i thought it was all ray harryhausen so that's definitely oh, yeah. Look into Danforth <laughs> mm. and another animator, uh, was, Stephen Archer. Yeah, who, Steve Archer. Yeah, young. Mm -hmm. he yeah, did, he he did a uh, an anim he did a stop motion animation of a giant spider in a movie called Crawl. Oh that, yeah, yeah. I think I've I think I've seen a clip from that. I've never seen the yeah. full film, but yeah, I do remember that film. I think I've seen half of it. I've seen up to the spider scene. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that was great yeah but uh yeah jim Danforth's stuff was great uh another animator who died young dave allen oh yeah yeah uh he he did a lot of great animation uh, he did the king kong advert volkswagen yes. yeah and he did um q yeah the and, um i'm trying to think what else he did he did a, a movie called prime evils yeah 
That's and the unfinished one. one, yeah. So he did a lot of great uh, anim- he did animations like uh, many, many years ago there was a, a, a product for a dog food called Chuck Wagon. Right. And it was a stop motion like western Chuck Wagon with like guys sitting in a horse, you know, like a team of horses pulling a, a Chuck yeah. Wagon and dogs would be chasing after it. Uh-huh. That was stop motion animation. That was Dave Allen stuff. Ah, yeah, he did. He, I think it was uh, when he was starting out, he did a lot of kind of commercials, kind of kids' TV shows, yeah. I think, in the 60s. Uh, but I think the Prime Evils, because I think they're, they're going to try and finish that now. Uh, that, yes. That would have been kind of like that Harryhausen type of film. Um, with it. It's like Lizard Men, I think, that are in it. And, a, a giant uh, yeti as well, so it looks quite quite interesting to to see yes. what they're going to do with that. No, is um, you were lucky enough to meet Ray Harryhausen. What was that like? Oh well, I was I must have been about ten or eleven when I met him. Um, it was a uh, here in Scotland. They've got in Edinburgh. They've got the film festival, so. People from all over the world come to, you know, give talks. So the Ray Harryhausen was doing a talk. So I was uh, another member of my family as an animator. So he organised me to come through and meet him. And it was great, but I was so nervous, you know, I was so starstruck that I didn't say anything. I just... I just listened to him. I just... I got my book signed. I got my photograph taken, but I didn't say anything and i mean i in hindsight when i look back i regret it you know i kind of i wish i'd said something but you know at the same time i was just in the moment it was just it was so much for me especially i was very young at the time as well so it was um it was a big moment but uh, and that you're not thinking oh you know what can i learn you're like oh my god i had so many questions in my head but i just couldn't you know couldn't uh the words couldn't come out. I was just so starstruck. But uh, but he was a, a very nice, you know, a very nice guy. And I think when he sees a lot of young people admiring his work, he, he really, that really kind of, he loved that. I mean, he loved, I, I think he loved all, everyone praising his work. But when he saw the younger generation, I think he was very, like, taken aback. But, um no, it was, it was really nice, uh, and I wish I'd I wish I'd met him. You know, I've, I've heard of people that were invited to his house, and he would, you know, you'd come in, get a cup of tea or a coffee, and you could sit and just talk to him for hours, and he would just, you know, you could just he would just listen and answer your questions, which would be, I'd love to have done that, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was really as a it was a standout, it was a. A day I'll remember for forever. It's really a really great day. Um, but yeah, I mean they say never meet your heroes, but I think in that case it's you know he would be an exception. Yeah, definitely. So I, I I never had the opportunity to meet him, um, but uh, I I I had a feeling that he and I could like go on for hours, not only about his films, but he loved all the films that yeah. That I loved, like like the old Universal monster films, yeah, yeah. And 
old fantastic. You know, he and Ray Bradbury were big fans of the movie She. Mm. And um, I think they so were big th- uh, Lauren Hardy fans as well. They loved all yes. that. Yeah. So, and the Val Luton films, and uh, mm-hmm. we, I, I could see, I could see the two of us like you know just rattling just off, talking for for hours. Yeah. Yes. So. Uh, yeah. Very sad. I never got to meet the man. Very. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, I think from what I've I've heard from everyone that's met him, like they've actually had a conversation with him. He's just been, you know, sometimes he would. I think he was very, still very secretive about some of his things, like how he would, if people asked him like a technical question, he would kind of be held back a bit and say, oh, I can't remember how I did that. But in actual fact, he's probably thinking, you know, I don't want to ruin the the magic. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's a really nice guy. And his, his wife is uh, lovely as well. Um, she was there in Edinburgh. Um, and then recently, his daughter as well, Vanessa, um, yes, who I met in, in London last year. Uh, she's lovely as well. And she can tell you so many stories of what it was like growing up with him and, you know, as just things like, you know, taking the, was it taking the elephant model from Guanji? Or the, or the Guanji model and, yeah, and the lady and, horrified that she was playing with yeah. the model Guanji instead of a baby doll. Yeah, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Was, you your child a proper doll. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, she's lovely as well. And uh, that's what I mean. When you meet there's some celebrities, they say they're very different to what they are, you know, on screen, whatever. They're, some can be very kind of cold. Um, but with the likes of you know Ray Harryhausen and other people, they're, they're actually so nice and respective of you know the fans as well. So yes, I've never heard an unkind word about him. No, yeah. I I think at the same time he was quite. He never thought he never thought of himself as being in like a a celebrity or an icon. He was just a at the end of the day he was just a a guy doing his job, you know. And, he was very grateful for for yeah. that. But, yeah, he's he's what what? Oh, sorry. Oh no, no, please. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to ask uh, Angus what what year it was when when you met uh, Ray Harry. Hey, that would have been two thousand and eight, I think. Two thousand and eight. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I guess uh, not too uh, many years before. Uh, his, yeah, you know, his dad passed. Yeah, 2013, 2012, I think it was. Um, oh. But yeah, it was a, it, it was a, you know, obviously, he was getting very old. I think he was what ninety two or ninety three. But uh, I think it was a shock to a lot of people. It was, it was really strange seeing it on the news because, you know, I thought. It's when I was in school, I used to think I was the only person that knew about this guy. And whenever I spoke to my friends about it, they'd go, Who's he? You know, and then I'd show them a video and they'd go, Oh, that's you know, that's all old fashioned. It's you know, why they made out of plasticine. I'm like, It's not plasticine, it's, oh. it's latex, it's silicon, you know. <laughs> it, 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 
I, it's, it's, I find it a bit irritating when people, you know, some some of the stop motion animation is clay models. Yeah. And this stuff is great. Yeah. When they talk about Ray Harryhausen, I mean, even people like uh, like the late Robert Osborne on uh-huh. uh, movie classics, uh-huh. used to do the claymation or clay models. Yeah. I'm like, if they were clay models, he wouldn't have had to destroy the Emir model to make the Cyclops, the two-one yeah. Cyclops. But he wouldn't have had to destroy the Farahakis model to make the um, the Ornithomimus model. Yeah. Anji. I mean, he. But these were very intricate, intricately machined, yeah. armatured models that had actual animal pelts on them. A lot yeah. of them, and actual feathers. They, you know, they were not clay. No. Very expensive. Um, Joe, were you lucky enough to meet any of your um, mentors or uh, idols, I should say? No, no, I, 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 um, nobody, uh, nobody in, in my field I've ever really met. I mean, I met Angus over the phone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've, I mean, I just, dazzle at the stuff that you've done uh your your motion models and your uh your combination with live action it's all experiments really i've every time i'm I'm always kind of trying to i've got it's all adobe after effects things like that so i'm just finding out things all the time but i mean like what what you're saying i mean i remember seeing your work on the classic horror film board was yes that was the first time I ever saw it, and I remember scrolling through these photos, and I'm thinking, are these are these photos of the original models I've not seen? And I'm scrolling, and I'm realizing, oh wait, this these are fan made, and I was just completely, you know, blown away by. I used to, I think I've I've put a, like a, a notification on that thread, and whenever like I get an email saying there was a new post, I would be straight on there to see what you'd made because it was. It's incredible, like, and are they only like they're only about what five inches tall? Is it or are they smaller? Some or? Of five inches tall, three inches tall. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, because of space. And if yeah. I made, like, it would take me like a few months if I were to make like an uh, you know, like an animated, like a regular sized animated model, like the size of the. Um, trying to think of the like the Styracosaurus. Mm-hmm. Son of Kong that they recreated, Peter yeah. Jackson recreated. I mean, that thing is huge. Uh, it's, it's really big. Well, it's nice that you guys can. Uh, it's great to hear you say, you know, you've listed each other almost as mentors or as, you know, inspirations. Uh, do did, did any of you take classes or is this all kind of self taught? You know, did, like, did anyone help you get started? Um, well, for me, it's there's not many people that up in Scotland that actually do this type of animation. It's specifically um, like uh, Ray Harryhausen type things. So a lot of it's for me, it's just been self-taught. I did go to college and I learned model making in college. So uh, a lot of that was kind of more prop making and set design things like that so that's been a good help and you know kind of art uh, practice you know things like life drawing and sculpture i've i've taken a few classes in that but uh, a lot of it's all kind of self taught really and 
find it out your own way. Um, yeah. yeah. Same here. Same. Yeah. Uh, I, I took uh, art classes in college and uh, uh, and drawing. And, uh, you know, you learn certain things that don't directly relate to what you do, but you sort of like pick up little, yeah. uh, um, you know, like how to observe things, how to, you know, you know, observe like either the shape or how a light hits something or how, mm -hmm. you know, that, that translates into how something moves. Mm -hmm. So in certain ways, it, you carry some of what you, you've learned in those days, even though it doesn't directly deal with what you know, mm -hmm. doing that. Yeah, I was I was interested in what kind of like uh, materials each of you use for you know for your puppets. Like do you, like what kind of clay and uh, I, un Louis, I understand you use wire armatures. I was wondering if Angus used the same kind of kind of um, model kit, or if you guys, you know, I I wanted to see you guys like kind of trade secrets and see you know <laughs> how how you guys kind of go about the same kind of problem. Hey, well, there's two ways about it. I've I've tried both methods. Uh, the first is the it's like the build up method they call it, and it's it's all kind of like you start off with your armature and then you basically just make the forms out of. I used kind of upholstery foam, just and you just shape it with scissors. Uh, so I've made a a couple of models that way, uh, and then you once you've shaped everything in foam, you would then cover that with latex skins that you would so you would usually you would sculpt them in clay and then mold them in plaster and then from the plaster mold you could make some latex copies that you could then put you know you could skin the puppet with that um so i've tried that method which works great uh and then there's also the the casting method where you can make a completely uh you can sculpt the thing completely in clay and then mold it in plaster and then you know you could cast it in something like silicon or you know foam latex uh but i do i do like the kind of build up method you know because i think you've got a lot more control with that way i think that's how you do it uh isn't it Louis? um i i don't do it i really don't deal with mo i never had a lot of luck with moles yeah i think the only mold that i've tried to do was a uh, a mold I did of a sculpture of the model of the Sea View submarine from Voyage to mm. the Bottom of the Sea, and that turned right. out like lopsided. And yeah. uh, so I've never really dealt that much with molds. It's 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 it takes a lot of time and it's very messy, and mm -hmm. I don't have like yeah. space or resource to to do it. Yeah. And um, although I did see um, on YouTube this fantastic uh, product that I think I might give a shot. It's called Green Stuff. And it's um, it's a, like a block of plastic. You can break pieces off and and you put it in boiling mm -hmm. water, and all it gets right. soft. And uh -huh. you can push, like a model into it, and then all right. So you can press it, it and yeah. you press it and it, uh -huh. it cools off, and then uh -huh. you can do the other side. Ah, okay. And so I, I said, yeah, that might be something I might actually try and see yeah. if, like if I can like. Uh, do uh you know copies of some of the things that like some of the small sculptures that i've made uh-huh i love i love that you you both are collaborating this this is very exciting for both of us uh, how do you light your models once you know once they're all finished and and ready for production how do you go about lighting the shots 
Uh, I think it kind of depends. Like, so if, right now, if I'm doing a, I'm doing a little film that involves a lot of live action, so it's going to have, you know, if there's a, a scene where I'm running away for, from a, a dinosaur, uh, I've got footage of me in my local park running. Uh, so I look a bit like a, people must have thought I was a bit mental running about the park, you know, <laughs> away from like nothing. But uh, I've got this footage of me running about and basically I can, there's a great thing you can use on it's Dragon Frame is the name of the software. It's like a stop motion animation software. And you can actually get your live action footage and you can overlay it onto your wow. animation so you can animate along with the live action in real time so you can actually match up your lights with the scene and then obviously when you've finished the animation you can go in and adjust all the colors and you know brighten things darken them um but that's the way i would do it um but I mean, you, you've got a lot nowadays with all this software. You can you've got so much control over, you know, making things look better, or you know, you can you can actually add digital lights as well now, which is crazy. But um, yeah, it's it's great what you can do. But uh, that's how I would do it anyway. My stuff is very uh, uh, makeshift and very mm -hmm. you know free rigged. You know, if I can, if the light will stay and it, and it won't fall down, I'll mm -hmm. use it. Uh, yeah. I like these little pen lights that you put mm -hmm. the battery in, and I use that for some of the lighting. Um, I don't know if you've seen the one that I did with the Shining, the Christmas one. Oh, yeah. I watched that today. That was great with um, Jack Nicholson yeah. and the snowman. Rudolph. Yeah, I, <laughs> I still wanted, I, I was almost going to use um, Olaf from... Um, from frozen but then i saw like a meme of uh nicholson with uh that and i said no nah, i don't want to do the same thing i want to see if i could find yeah. something nobody's done yet so i used the snowman from um rudolph the red-nosed reindeer but what i did was i used like little pen lights that i uh -huh. sort of stuck behind like some of the cardboard cutout uh maze uh hedges uh-huh Sort of layered and i actually put like just like a piece of blue paper over it so uh you know i gave like a little bit of a bluish tint to it like a little bit ah, of right. feeling to it but it's like very very i mean i think i, I posted photos of some of the setups that i did uh -huh. you know like you know like lights taped to stands and lights you know just hanging on a wire or or whatever yeah well, that's right whatever, whatever works is uh i mean there's been times where i've literally had things balancing just because it's the right position you know it's and i'm just hoping that it doesn't fall or you know it doesn't knock the camera but sometimes it's just a bit and you're just trying to get through the shot as quickly as possible before something you know something falls or or a light burns out yeah that happened yeah, actually but... one of animations um the light the battery and the light started to uh die out and it was getting dimmer and dimmer and i'm like oh. what what the heck is going on? And I yeah. said, oh, my God, this light is almost out. So, like, I just, like, put a new battery in and oh, suddenly it was bright again. I mean, I didn't change yeah. the uh, – I didn't restart it. I just uh, – just 
know. That's the thing with stop motion, you would be able to kind of see, it's like almost like time lapse. Like, because I used to do stuff like animations outside, and you would just see like this, the sun would just kind of obviously because you're it's a photograph every minute or so, the sun would move really fast and it would yes. affect all the the lights there, which would kind of ruin the shot. But, um, have you yeah. ever seen the film Equinox? Yes, is that the uh, was it? That wasn't Jim Danforth, was it? Or was it Dave Allen that did that? Jim Danforth, Dave Allen, and uh-huh. uh, a, very, a very young Dennis Murin. Oh, right, okay. Started to, uh, he co-directed the film, and I think his grandfather, like, financed the film. Uh-huh. Dave Allen did a lot of the stop motion. I think uh, Dennis Murin did some stop motion. Uh-huh. And uh, there was a, the, the, the devil bat creature in that film. Oh, it's red. It's red, isn't it? It's like a big red. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They actually some of the shots they actually animated were outside. Oh wow! Using the, um, I don't know if they use like a cart or anything to uh-huh. sort of move yeah. frame by frame as they animated the wings, uh-huh. all in the sunlight, all between trees. It's a fantastic shot. Yeah. Like I said, sometimes but, uh, you can pull it off, and if you're lucky, and uh, it's been a while since I've seen that, but I remember it was quite. It, it seemed quite ambitious for you know the low budget. But I think yeah, they, there was that big. Um, what was the? There was a big ape creature in it as well. Um, yeah, uh, the, the tusks. Yeah, did it have yeah. tusks? Yeah, it had like, tusks. Yeah, it was a. It was actually an, a model that Dave Allen had created like a few years before and had done some you know, homemade uh, animations and it did his own animated uh, films of it. Uh-huh. They decided to use it in the film, even though it was starting to crumble already. If you can uh-huh. look at it, you see their pieces of the skin are starting to crumble on it. Yeah. Which I think sort of like helped to look a little bit. But um, yeah. I was uh, listening to the podcast with you, with uh, that, that you did with uh, Lear and Josh, and you were talking about like some of the other films that you did, Angus. Mm. Where you use like forced perspective, like you did like a an Indiana Jones type. Oh yeah. You yeah. were like on the top of a toy truck and using. Uh-huh. And I was like thinking of Equinox because they were using all these different tricks that were amazing. Yeah. In the film, like forced perspective and uh-huh. um, the way that green giant was like chasing after them. Oh and yeah, yeah. I had a picnic table. Uh huh. With dirt on it. And they filmed it, and it it's amazing that they all in one shot, no post production. It was all it matches. They had to match the the ground cover with yeah, the, and they, yeah. I didn't even realize he did it that way till I'm like looking close, like oh my god, yeah, he's on a table. Yeah, if he didn't that's, think to look, you completely fools the eye. Yeah, that's that's it. It's, you would never realize how low budget and simple some of these you know methods are but you know if they if they work they work it's yeah. that's all that matters but and Harryhausen uh, did it in the oh yeah a lot of the shots in that were mm. forced perspective uh, mm. yeah that's I've not seen that film in a while that's the one with the the crocodile in it uh, oh. or the alligator oh yeah that 
I, I really enjoy that film. A lot of people knock that film. I think it's a. I think I, I enjoy it a lot. I mean, yeah. there's only there's very little animation in it, but the animation is fantastic. The way he yeah. animated the uh, the crocodile inside the cage is amazing because there's no way, you know, that 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 mm. croc is in the cage because you can see the shadow of the bars on the model. Mm -hmm. You can see the shadow of the model on the back wall of the cage yeah like, he must have, like opened kind of, up the yeah, back, back and moved it. it and then closed the back yeah, yeah that's a lot of a lot of work amazing you know, yeah a lot of people don't talk about that but yeah the, i think that's you, an you've incredible made, what, piece did, of animation did you make the crocodile as well was that one went? yeah yes yeah. i did i did I've, my, my favorite because i think it's model it's that great. you've made is the i don't know if it was from the lost world you know the the 1960s remake they did with the lizards. And oh, you the, put, uh, uh, there was one that was like the a yes. monitor lizard, I think it was, with the fins glued on its back. I mean, I, 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 those films are. Yes, I, I like. I really do enjoy them. Like, and I know it's it was terrible what they did with the live animals. You know, putting them through all those ridiculous. You know shots that they had to do making them fight but there's something about it that's it's hilarious yes but you know it's it's, it's entertaining <laughs> yeah i mean when i was a kid i loved that stuff it didn't bother me that they used yeah you know you know yeah thinking about it now it, it's kind of distressing you know how they mistreated them i mean i was yeah i was thrilled just to see any kind of giant monster yeah. walking through but um yeah, that. Yeah, and they're they're cool animals anyway. I mean, they used them in, in a lot of films, and and I once had a lizard, and and uh, yeah, so those are those are great uh, animals is, to begin with. Yeah. Modern lizards, that rhino with yeah, yeah. like the one for James Mason. Yeah, it's a good film. Now, what do you? Since we're yes. on the subject of animals, um, what do you prefer? making you prefer making people animals uh fantastical creatures what's your preferred uh audience <laughs> um i think i mean i i always love making you know monsters creatures like that um coming up with my own designs um but there's a bit i do like i, I would like to try and after i've finished this little film that i'm working on um, I'd like to try and do a bit more character animation, maybe, you know, things like uh, I had an idea to do like a a slapstick kind of comedy type film, but have it made like a something like a like the old Tex Avery cartoons, you know, that kind of style in stop motion with like a Charlie Chaplin type Ooh character like that i'd like to try and do something different like that you know more character driven animation um but i do i i, I like it if anyone asked me to like make a model of something you know whatever it is i'll enjoy coming up with something coming up with a design or um but it's definitely i think dinosaurs are the top of the list same for me dinosaurs or any kind of fantastic creatures you know from uh. You know all the movies that I've loved in the past, and uh, um, 
but I do, you know, I do yeah. every once in a while, you guys, let me take a break from doing this and, and work on something a little bit different. Like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's like, you know, like an Abbott and Costello and then I'll do, um, you know, the dinosaurs and then go back to doing something else or like do like a model car mm -hmm. or something. Not, not, not even anything yet necessarily animation. I try doing like a mm -hmm. practical effects model. <clears throat> a couple of years ago, I did um, a model of the uh, transportation chamber from the Curse of the Fly. I don't know if you ever seen that one. That's like I've never seen it, but like I've, I've, I think I've heard of it. The uh, original like fly. in the '60s, they made it. Yeah. Yes, and um, there's a scene where they're trying to get they're, they're trying to get rid of uh, some of the the subjects mm. that have gone wrong because they were about to be searched by the police. So you just put two mute mutated mm -hmm. people in a, in the in the tra in the chamber and when it reappears on the other side it's like this horrendous mishmash of people that's like breathing and i try to recreate that and i try to make like a, a uh -huh. hollow rubbery substance type model where ah, thing in underneath yeah. so it looks like it's like breathing in and out in and out mm -hmm. so i try doing like little things like that and uh, tried thinking of like different effects. Like I, I know I've done a couple of uh, mm -hmm. shots uh, underwater, and I'd like to do one where yeah. you actually see like the ripples. You know, the like the light comes in like uh -huh. on an object underwater where you could see like the light ripple on it. Yeah, I might try doing it's, something like that. What amazes me with uh, your soon. work is if you're doing like say what was like the three stooges you've done. It's the lightness that you get. You manage to capture the lightness so well it's i mean with david and costello as well you look at them and you're like that's you know it's it's so i don't know how you do it especially in such a small scale it's so really impressive um but i like the three stages one you did as well that's really good yeah, yeah it's a, it was a lot of fun yeah <clears throat> and and to match the um the sound effects and that's a big thing too uh, that's like that's like a whole different like game to play yes. once i'm done with the animation is like to uh -huh. putting in all the like the effects and the sound effects yeah so well, that's a lot I'm of fun too to do that and just now i'm doing all doing the animation doing all the editing and now i've got the sound effects i need to do and the music which is going to be fun because uh, i've never i've never really delved into that side of it before so uh but i've got a few people i know that uh, that kind of know how to use music software and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see how that all works out. But uh, I, I do love the editing side as well. I love kind of, um, you know, you can change the look of the film. You know, you can add, you know, tone down the colours and make like, shots look really kind of, you know. I've got a thing that's a strange like tool on my computer and it's like a lot of templates that have say you wanted your film to look like you know um lord of the rings or harry potter and it's like it takes all the colors from those films and makes a filter out of it so you can place it over the top so it's it's it kind of gives you the kind of look oh, wow. of you know like a peter jackson film or a, or a you know a the hobbit things like that um but it's things like that are just you know it's incredible the way technology is going but then at the same time it's i don't want it to go too far you know 
because there's a side of the, the actual practical side of it doing everything by hand is something that really appeals to me like i really like that side of it yeah 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 um i uh i found a couple of uh functions on my computer that you can add like effects to all right and um one of them was fire and if Uh you remember the uh seventh voyage of sinbad recreation i did with the dragon fighting the cyclops but at one point i haven't breathed fire and i just used colored cotton i just animated cotton but then i found this program you know where it was an updated on mm-hmm. on my computer i didn't even i might have had it not even known about it where i can actually add actual fire mm-hmm. and then i did a stop motion animation where a dragon is in a cave and he, i don't know if you've seen the one where oh yeah uh cormoran and galagantua uh, the uh-huh. two-headed monster giant killer fighting each other over this girl yeah yeah and then he walks in and blows fire and scares them both off yeah okay i put that right in and said oh i can put fire in now Oh, that worked a lot, but um, I find that a, a lot of times the the post work on the yeah. animation oh, is definitely, yeah. more time consuming than the animation itself. I uh, uh-huh. when I was doing going back to that Superman film that I had done, you know, mm-hmm. I should have bullets pinging off Superman's chest as they're shooting him. So I animated, you know, little flash pings off his chest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm thinking, well, they're shooting a machine gun. Mm-hmm. So if they shoot the machine gun, a lot of the bullets, mm-hmm. the bullet things that are flying out of the yeah. machine gun, I gotta edit those. I gotta animate those too. So I started drawing the <laughs> bullet casings flying out of the machine guns, and that's like you know, yeah. frame at a time, drawing all these like little bullet casings flying out of the gun. So it's 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 yeah, a, it's a whole definitely more than just animation. Yeah, and music. Yeah. Trying to find the right piece of music for your animation Gosh. too is, you know, I, I think music is very important in film and just trying to find the right thing. And I've had trouble with some music. I've actually posted some things that I've had to take yeah, down and take get, the music out. The copyright like, I'll get like a warning. Uh, uh. And some some places are cool with it. You know, whoever owns the rights are cool. They'll let you do it. It's mm-hmm. like, well, he's, you know, he's not making any money out of this. But one I got mm. to down right away. I won't mention the record label. Um, I used music for something, mm-hmm. and I immediately got a thing that it was taken off of YouTube because of copyright, and the owner of the copyright had it yeah. taken down from YouTube. So uh, I had to like re. I had to yeah, use different kind of sources, it, which actually of... worked out better anyway. Take a different route, and you know, sometimes you may actually find something. That's more suited. I mean, you get like, is like royalty-free uh, websites that have a lot of stock music. Some of that works really well, I think. Um, but it was this like what you were saying. It was I the video that I took from when I was in Edinburgh when I met Ray. I videoed some of the presentation, and it was on a really bad camera that I was filming it on, and it was the sound was very muffled. Uh, but there was a point in the presentation where they played clips from his films and there was a clip from Jason and the Argonauts, I think, that came up and obviously the, the music was playing and they actually, when I put that up on YouTube, they actually somehow managed to 
recognise that music and they muted that section of the the video. So I, I don't know, it was really bizarre because the, oh. the, quali- the, the audio quality was really bad and quite crackly, but they still they, they managed to pick that bit out and go, okay, that's you know, against copyright. Um, but yeah, it's... It, what the, wow. And, you know, they go through everything yeah. now. Oh, they're very strict. Um, now, yeah. Angus, let's talk about your movie. You're in the process of making a Ray Harryhausen tribute film. How is that going? Yeah, it's, it's, going, uh, it's going pretty well. It's, I mean, obviously I've got a day job, so whenever I've got time off, I'll just you know, try and get stuff done. Um, the aim is to kind of get it finished in time for June, which would be Ray's birthday. I think it's the twenty ninth. So if I can get it, if I can get it done around that time, twenty ninth, uh, yeah, and just maybe put it up on YouTube or uh, some, you know, I've, hopefully there's enough interest in it that it could, you know maybe get a screening somewhere, just a wee kind of, you know, up on it. It'd be good to see it on a big screen, uh, but it's, the, the amount of support you get with this, I've been, you know, I've got a page on Facebook and the, the likes that I've been getting have just skyrocketed since I've started this. So it's it's been really, uh, it's been fun kind of posting little photographs now and again, like little behind the scenes things. Uh, but it, it, I'm learning as I go along all the time. It's it's been a, a very big. It, it's not not just in animation, but setting myself deadlines and trying to follow the deadlines, keep on track, uh, things like that. But at the end of the day, it's I'm not making any money from it. It's just a a passion project, if you would call it that. But uh, yeah, it's 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 really fun to do, um, and hopefully. Is your film feature length, or like how long is the final product going to be? It's going to be rough. Right now, the running time is going to be just close to five minutes, so it's a a short film. Um, Mm -hmm. But for a five-minute film with stop motion in it, you know, it could. That's all. There is. It's a long. That's uh, a epic. A lot of time that's put into that Uh, because at the end of the day, you could like. I mean, I work in the a garage, so I've got I'll spend like a good few hours up in the garage animating, and at the end of the day, I could have got about ten seconds worth of animation, which doesn't seem a lot, but ten seconds is surprisingly a lot of animation for a in a day. Um, so if I can get at least ten seconds every day, that would be. That would be a big accomplishment, but it's a uh, some someday. I mean, things can go wrong. You know, you can. There's been times where I've been, for example, if I'm animating like a dinosaur walking. There's times where the joint and the leg will become loose mid shot, so I have to kind of hold it up with like toothpicks. So there's times where you've just got to adapt to. You know what's happening, and you know try and save the shot before the the model breaks, and you've got to replace, you know, the one of the legs or the arms. But that's all part of it, really. You've got to kind of expect 
these things that happen sometimes, but yeah. Yeah, there's always has hazards yeah. for you know, any film. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's more for even stop motion than live action. And mm-hmm. Live action is a pain in the ass as it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, live action as well. You know, there's times where I've went yeah. film things and I've I've put it on the computer to watch it back and it's been slightly out of focus or it's been, you know, it might be a bit too dark, you know, things like that. I'm just, it's, it can be frustrating at times, but I mean, every, I think every creative job's got its, you know, its negative aspects, you know, annoying things that can happen. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the beauty of art. That's it. So- I said that's that's the beauty of art. There's always ups and downs. It's not a walk in the park at all. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so Joseph, what uh, what projects have you been working on? Uh, Well, right now I'm just uh, right now I'm working on something. It's not animated uh, related, but I'm doing a uh, uh, like a Mm. okay, just a model of uh, Abbott and Costello. Uh, It's it's a, it's actually uh, something they did in one of their funnier scenes. Yeah, I think you'll see it on YouTube where uh, they do something with their hats and they twirl their hats around right. their arm. So I'm just doing like a, a model of that. It's just a my, my motion model. And then I was going to do um, a model I don't think I've ever done before oh. Ray Harryhausen. I was going to do the uh, saber-toothed tiger. So, and I might like just do like a little yeah. animation of him walking by and growling. But um, yeah. I was thinking of doing uh, something like I mean, that. I mean, obviously, I'm pretty, so. pretty sure you'll pull that off no problem. Because, uh, I mean, the... I'm going to use actual ah, right, okay. um, rabbit uh, fur. Yeah, because I've, I've worked with... Some some of the models that I've used have had rabbit fur. I did the, um, mm-hmm. yeah. the centaur from uh, the Golden Voyage of Sinbad. I don't know if you've seen that animation, and the uh, the fur on the, ah, okay. uh, the horse part is uh, rabbit. So you can get like uh, you can get rabbit pelts from um, like some craft stores. Will have I know Hobby Lobby here mm-hmm. sells right. Or you can even get it on Amazon. And I got this mm-hmm. one. It was like sort of brownish and and orangish, and orangey. Or I don't know what word is. And I said, you know, that would be like yeah. that would make a good um, saber tooth tiger one day. I always had it in my mind to do it, so now I'm going to see if I can do it. uh, I mean, what's great with, especially this year, there's a hashtag going about, and it's Harryhausen100, and yeah, you can follow, I've followed the hashtag, and there are different people that are all, you know, trying their own thing, you know, just whether it be drawings, uh, models, animation, uh, you know, it's it's really kind of it's a great way of you know seeing what other people are doing, like yourself. Um, but it's uh, hopefully it brings more kind of people that do similar, like things like what I'm doing, what you're doing. It'll hopefully bring a lot of people out and say, oh, there's actually more of us doing this type of animation and you know special effects. Um, because I think a lot of people think it's kind of niche doing stop motion creature effects nowadays, but hopefully after this year, it'll boost the popularity of it and, you know, maybe even, you know, we'll see more stop motion effects and 
Hollywood films after this. Who knows? I don't know. I, you know, that would be a, that would be something to see. But there, there are a lot of people who are doing who who do that. You know, their own animation mm -hmm. now. That like I know on YouTube, there's some people mm -hmm. that I follow. I notice people that you follow uh, who do that sort of thing. And, and yeah, uh, if you look up on YouTube, there's a lot of great uh, homemade. Uh, yeah. animation off the bat or or people who do it professionally i know one of the people who follow mm. uh, i don't know if you know lindsey burkbile a 10 second her um instagram I think oh, she right. animates okay, yeah. i think she animates some of the robot chicken shows yeah. and uh she does like a, a lot of amazing thing and there's another one andrea animates she does like all these like incredible stop motion oh, animations um, with like wool yeah I think figures like she'll have like a pond like a, a lily floating yeah. on a pond with a frog on it and it's like all make like made yeah. out of wool it's incredible some of the things that that yeah and are it's different as well it's, that, you know that it's you can see something and and of course the stuff that you did and uh -huh. that I, i've seen you know you've done the dinosaur walking which is amazing and the animation on that is as fluid as harryhausen's or danforth's and uh, you did also that incredible shot oh, of the yeah, column that the... falling that almost falls on you as you run. Well, I've actually That's last amazing last night I was editing a shot with and, that uh, column because I'm hoping to do a. The final shot should be like having the cyclops falling into the column, so it's going to be a stop motion cyclops with a live action, slow motion miniature that it's be acting to. So. That's kind of the. Oh, yeah, that was. I love that Cyclops you that did a, too. That's, that was, you know, a lot of a trial great... and error that, that came with that because I didn't know how I was going to actually make it. I'd sculpted it, I'd molded it, and I didn't know what I was going to cast it in because silicon I'd had a lot of trouble with. But I ended up using expanding foam. It's this new kind of soft expanding foam, and that worked, you know worked great so um and it's still all in one piece which is great because i had you know latex after time can just it can crumble and deteriorate so but thanks all in one piece still so yeah, yeah. some of array's original models um fortunately um i know yeah because uh the the alan friswell Restored a yeah. lot of the of Harryhausen's um, models, like the Hydra and um, Guanji. Yeah, Alan's a lovely guy. And, um, so, because I met, I've met him twice, and the, I've spoke. To, uh, you can speak to him for hours, uh, and he'll just tell you things that are just, you know, this guy's actually. He was telling me, uh, he's the only person that's ever been bitten by one of Ray Harryhausen's dinosaurs because he was he says he was working on the the allosaurus from one million years bc and he says the teeth are just razor sharp on it and it actually he actually drew blood when he was trying to fix it and he says i'm i'm the only person that's ever been bitten by so you know it's one what, what a job that must be you know fixing these um these models it'd be incredible yeah. These models, yeah. Um, no, 
I remember <clears throat> a photograph of uh, mm. the um, the crocodile from Three Worlds mm. of Gulliver, and in his book, uh, The Animated Life, yeah. he wrote imagine, those teeth yeah. were sharp. So, <clears throat> mm. but uh, I know some of the models that I uh, make, mm -hmm. um, after a while, they mm -hmm. sort of start to stiffen up the substance that I use. And um, I, a couple of years ago, I did a, uh, I started doing mm -hmm. a, a stop motion film of a Ceratosaurus uh -huh. versus a woolly rhinoceros. And uh, I had a lot of problems with the animation. And halfway through uh, the animation, okay. it was like a family emergency and I had to stop. So I never, I, it uh -huh. ne I, I tried to finish it, but it never really came out very well. So I decided, let me yeah. see if I could do it again. But these models were a little stiff after like, Mm -hmm. of like cold temperature than warm temperature mm -hmm. i put it i put them in the oven at like yeah. 120 degrees so that they uh -huh. wouldn't melt but they'd be warm to soften up so and i was able to yeah. redo the the um yeah there you go it's the whole thing things like that it worked um i mean there's so. been times where like midway through a shot i could animate something and then i find that i'm i'm running out of animation table to you know if I'm doing a walk and I'll find out, oh wait, I can't do another step or else he'll fall off the table. So sometimes I've got to take the model off in the pose that it's in and try and move it back a bit and line up the shot. You know, if it's with green screen in the back, you wouldn't really notice, but, um, and then obviously all the joints can go loose and, you know, it's one problem after the other, you know, but it, there's usually there's a way out of it and you can, save it um but yeah that's that's what you've got to, uh yeah i use uh, use tie downs uh, which can be a pain as well sometimes sometimes there's there's been times where i've accidentally got super glue in a bit of the thread and trying to get the 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 uh, rod to screw in is just impossible sometimes it's uh the amount of times i've had to replace the 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 nuts that are in the the feet is you know I I couldn't count it on my hand I've been literally replacing it every day sometimes uh, but yeah it's and you can you can use yeah. magnets as well but yeah I use um weather strip caulk okay. like the kind that you that comes in a coil that's in a putty that you can put on the on the you know to uh -huh. like seal openings in your windows and yeah. things like that and it's very tacky and it's soft, it stays soft. I tried using poster putty, but after mm -hmm. a while, poster putty gets hard and not as tacky. But this putty is very soft, and so the the the, the model actually, yeah. I build them so it, they're as light as they can be, so actually it'll, yeah. it'll, it can stay with like one foot raised, uh -huh. like Talos walking, yeah. and just have that one foot raised, and it'll stay there. Yeah, is that supposed to So I, that's the way I do it, well, I, I cheat. It work that would work and it because with, with my models sometimes are a bit top heavy and you know they'll slowly start to you know they'll lean to the side and that's why i use uh, toothpicks sometimes just to hold them up and keep them balanced yeah, yeah like yeah. uh in the, the, the kong uh, t-rex yeah. fight in king kong they used a couple of rods when they were doing the flip when he flips the um 
Yeah, you can spot it. Yeah, the T Rex. You can yeah see a couple of frames. Yeah, it's like no, yeah, you like somersault, and you see it for I don't know, like we ten would... frames or something. Yeah, like, that. yeah. <laughs> like Angus, have you ever noticed? Uh, uh, Lee and Josh, we we discussed this uh, when I was on uh, previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of times, like a surface gauge will appear mm-hmm. in a film, even in the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, uh, when the mm-hmm. dragon is uh, dying on yeah. the beach after it was shot with the arrow. There's one yeah. frame where there's a Gauge and there, it's tight. And you, it you, there's people like so that have said, "Oh, well, we can digitally take that out or remove it." And I'm like, "Don't. Why would you? That's all part of the, yeah. you know, for for people that like us, you know, people that are interested in the craft and you know, seeing things like that are just, you know, it's it's really kind of quite cool to see. You know, it's almost like seeing it yeah. behind the scenes. You know." Yeah, don't mess with perfection. Don't, yeah, that's to. part part of the charm yeah, of it. It's definitely, it's like War of the Worlds. They've they've done a. It's like the old fifties War of the Worlds when they were doing the flying saucer effects. They yes. wanted to paint out all of the wires, and I'm I'm like, why would you? Why do you want to get rid of that? Because that's showing you how it was done. That's you know part of the the charm in a way. Yeah, that's the well. You see how the craft yeah. is made with the human, and if you get rid of it digitally, it kind of loses some of its humanity. Yeah. The perf- yeah. Now, are there any projects mm-hmm. that either of you would like to make that, like your dream project? You know, once you make this, it's like okay, that's the pinnacle of my stop motion career. Do you are you are you working on that? Dreaming of that? What's <laughs> what's going on over there? I think any any film that's Get stop motion monsters in it would be a that would if if I could get involved in something like that that would that would be it for me that would be the top of the top of the list uh, for me anything in that kind of fantasy adventure kind of genre would be a dream for me to do um, yeah yeah whatever the next project is going to be. Mm. That's like, oh, oh, I can't wait to get started on this. Yeah. Once that's out of the way, then there's like something else. Mm-hmm. So it's always going. Yeah, always like, an ongoing things. endeavor. Yeah. I'd love to do. I uh, like. I've I've always been interested in the War of the Worlds project that Ray Harryhausen was going to do, but she never ended up. He never got to do it. But I've always like liked the idea of doing stop motion tripods, like what they had in the book. You know, the big. Martian tripods they had. I think that would look really cool with stop motion. Um, yeah. Yes. That would be really. I did. He did yeah. Pre production. Uh, he did a uh, some uh, illustrations really with that too. Yeah. Yeah. I seen the concept art for it. It looked yeah. amazing. Like the whole alien creature, its face mm-hmm. and everything. It's, it's. It looks like it's being combated by some of the human characters that would have been appearing in the yeah, film. Yeah, it, it does. It's, it's really frustrating to look at it and go, that we could have, we could have got that. And, and no disrespect to the 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 fifties one, you know, where the they had the copper kind of flying saucers, because uh, it was. I think when they made that film, they were trying to update it to. You know that current. You know, obviously, in the fifties, everything was flying saucers and robots and things. Yeah, they did like yeah, a- yeah. 
I mean, they're really, like they're really cool ships designs, but I think if we could have had something that was more in keeping with the original book, that would have been even better. But yeah, we actually had the opportunity to interview Anne Robinson at one oh, of the wow. conventions we went to in Albany, um, and she, you know, she gave us a little insight about like being on the being on the original set and being on the Spielberg uh, set and kind of like, you know, how, how the, it's different technically. Yeah. And it was, you know, pretty cool to get the insight from her. And she actually gave us the time of day, which I was just happy yeah. to get that. You know, such a sweet lady. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's amazing how you can, I mean, I've never, I've, I think I've, I've only met a few actors from older films, but, you know, usually these people are just so, you know, it's it's great to see that they're still engaging with uh, fans. You know, um, yeah, some of them are really open to you know talk to you, especially at yeah. conventions. I mean, I guess why they're there, yeah. you know. So it's actually you'll be kind of surprised how open they would be just to kind uh-huh. of get up impromptu interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no so it, I wanted to ask you guys, um, like, would there be any chances of a crossover between, you know, uh, between Angus Lama uh, creations and uh, and Louis Tanner uh, productions? Is there any any chance we get know. a crossover? You never yeah. know. <laughs> you know well, the, the way the technology is going, you I can actually know. you could make a film just purely through, you know, emailing shots back and forth i know people that do it that way you know you could actually make it you could probably make a film i mean I, I know a few people that have collaborated from scotland to uh, australia you know and they've not even actually boarded a plane they've done it all you know through computer through just online contact so it's and that in that sense it's great you know what what you can do nowadays with a uh, with social media and the internet um but you never know I'd, I'd love to do you know love to do something like that yeah that'd be, yeah yeah that would be really neat and i can't wait to see your uh film for the um oh well, i, I can't Harry wait Housen, to see uh, either <laughs> 100th <laughs> um, i mean that's uh, five minutes <laughs> long that's it's to me that's like a it's like doing a feature-length film. Like five minutes seems like nothing, but hopefully it'll be entertaining enough to for people to watch. Yeah, I mean, even some of Ray Harryhausen's films had less than five minutes of mm-hmm. stop motion. Yeah, you know? it would be like sporadic through the film and wouldn't be the main yeah. focus. So five of stop motions, like basically like an hour. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I know there's somebody who actually timed. How much animation uh-huh. are in each of Ray Harryhausen's films? I think it was uh, mm-hmm. was it the B Movie Cast podcast where they were reading a letter from somebody who said that the uh, the the mm-hmm. bird from Mysterious Island like this this amount mm-hmm. of seconds that it took mm-hmm. on this shot and this and how many setups that were done. So they're actually timing yeah. how many. Sh- Stop motion is in each film. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Just, sitting uh, with a stop. That, that's a fan. Uh, so, but yeah. I think there's the good thing you don't realize. You know, someone will say to me, "Oh, there's only, you know, ten minutes worth of animation and you know, Sinbad or whatever." But when you're actually watching it, 
you you don't you don't think about that because it's so you know so, some of the films that acting is pretty dated um but you know the the space in between the animation sequences sometimes is you know can be just as entertaining uh, to watch um and that's i think what kind of there's a nice yeah. balance between you know live action and then going into the animation sequences uh, so you don't really think oh this film's only got 10 minutes worth of dinosaurs in it or 10 minutes worth of you know animation in it but um they're, they're all really entertaining films at the end of the day there uh, yeah that's a good example yeah like first men in the moon that mm. that doesn't have a lot of stop motion in it yeah but, uh you know lionel jeffrey yeah. edward judd i mean they're entertaining to watch as actors anyway martha I mean, it it was it was a good it was a good story and a good film. Yeah, you know, very enjoyable and and then yeah, as even animation even things like the cake. you know the matte paintings in that film as well. Like you know, the, when you see like I think it's when they first go onto the moon and you just see this landscape shot of you know all the land the the, the surface of the moon thing things like that that you know. It's not animation, but it's something. It's an extra thing to you know appreciate, and you don't realize actually how much work's gone into that as well. Um, I'd like to try that as well. Yeah. A bit of matte painting. Um, that'd be quite cool to, to experiment with. And some of the animation in that film yeah. and other films, yeah. like you don't realize that that's animation. Like in the open, the opening shot of First Men of the Moon, mm -hmm. where you yeah, see yeah. the uh, the moon lander come down. That's stop motion. That's Ray Harryhausen animating yeah. the legs coming That's down a... from that craft, which is not too similar from not yeah. too dissimilar from the eagle that landed on the moon probably... in '69 and the moon sphere, yeah. you know, That's shooting off into space. That's stop motion because it, it didn't really get animate so, a lot of inanimate objects. Well like the flying saucers and things but uh, i think when people see something like yeah. that they just assume oh it's you know that's not animated because it's a it's a spaceship why would you animate a spaceship but i think with like that when it, you see the the legs coming down and things it's just little touches like that that you know you don't you don't see that it's animation but when you do find out it's like oh that's that's quite cool you know that He's actually animated that as well. Um, yeah, well, yeah, all, the, yeah. all the bricks and pieces of uh, building falling in like Earth flying saucers, mm. like the uh, the famous Washington yeah, Monument. I mean, when I look collapsing at that, on every see the pictures of all the little bricks on wires. I think that must have been just you know the concentration to know where every single brick was going, and you know must have been you know he must have been in the zone doing all that um yeah yes and we were talking in my last uh my last appearance we were talking about uh you know any kind of animation where like a character has like multi yeah you know you know a lot of limbs and things going on and we were talking about the hydra from mm. jason and the argonauts oh, and how yeah. nerve-wracking that must have been to keep a track of the heads and uh 
I had uh, animated a, um, I had recreated the um, mm-hmm. the uh, cephalopod from Mysterious Island, mm-hmm. where it like grabs Captain Nemo with one of its tentacles. And uh, ah, I right. actually had like a chart written down tentacle Keep one, tentacle two. Of, yeah. The one going to curl, mm. tentacle to mm. wish, so you can keep track of it. Yeah. So I don't know if you've done anything yeah. like that, but. Uh, yeah, I know. It's all. Especially since you can go back moment. Yeah. and look at. Which is like. Well, it's like. you think about it. I was doing a show where it was like the Cyclops lifts up. A, he's basically lifting up me. So it's like I had a little four inch tall version of myself that I'd made with you know a little stop motion version of myself and as he's lifting me up I had to have the legs kicking and trying to keep track of what way each leg was going sometimes you'd you wouldn't you'd be like okay is this leg actually kicking upwards or is it going back you know and that's that's just two legs that I'm animating there it's not you know nothing really that complicated but sometimes you just get so yes you know, sidetracked, yeah, because I've obviously got to animate the Cyclops at the same time, so you've got to keep track of, you know, all these different movements. Now, do you oh, find yeah, you have to go back time, a few yeah. frames to see which way the leg was going? Because I know mm-hmm. <clears throat> I constantly have to go, all right, which leg was going Yeah. this way, which leg was going that way. Yeah. And sometimes you look at it and you say, oh, wait a minute, that leg just yeah. shifted one frame. And I back yeah, and like eliminate that uh, frame. And obviously you've got all the onion so, skin thing where you can go transparent uh, layer, which yes. helps. Um, but... Luke, in um in your form of H2O uh, short that you made um, at the, with the creature from the Black Lagoon, at the end of the video that you had some um, people jumping off the, the, the ship where the creature was ascending from and trying to, you know, basically attack them. Did you have people, yeah. did you, did you have people kind of just jump in the water for your uh, feature? Or how did you cross that? No, no. I just oh, that. okay. <laughs> I just pulled that from YouTube. And I reversed it so they can't say, oh, it's exactly the same footage. I don't even know if I was going to uh, be able to get yeah, away with it. Uh, I, I don't mean, even I... know, you know. <laughs> you know, somebody might, hey, that's us in our party book. Yeah, I was rid of curious how, how you got to that because you know I, I I thought it was pretty seamless. You know these it looked like the same kind of model of the ship. So I was I was curious if you just like were on like you know on a, on one of you, like had a friendship or something. You're like oh, all right have, all right everyone just jump off the boat. You know <laughs> for, for, for this one part. I'm making this movie. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <No>. Action. <laughs> But uh, no, I didn't. I just pulled. You know, you, you find different things. Oh, let me see if I could find like a uh, mm-hmm. sound effect of uh, you know, like a crashing boulder, or a sound effect of uh, like you find it different sources. Like the the machine gunning, and I keep going back to the Superman one. But the machine gun and the Superman one. That's that's the machine gun sound effect from um, right. oh. Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. When the guy and I said, "Well, it's two it's two machine guns going off, and it's two guys with machine guns, so let me use mm-hmm. it." And I just like right. looped it a little bit, so it like lasted a little bit longer. But uh, you know, I borrow 
in quotes from different sources on, on mm. YouTube, yeah. like sound effects. It's always or, it's always hard to like get exactly what you want, especially like if you need a crowd of people running or something like that. It's not like you could just go out in the street and go like, all right, <laughs> have like 50 people just run through the middle of the trap, you know? Yeah, so I, I totally understand how it is. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's there's always those limitations, especially if you, you low budget. I mean, you know? I would, yeah. <laughs> probably something like that. I would probably like pull like oh, from yeah. like. That's the a marathon. Good... <laughs> <laughs> running away from the monster, but it's a race. Have, like, that's how you get motivated. It's uh, you're running from a kaiju or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like that's something I find quite yeah. frustrating. So if I go and I like I've I've been on a few hill walks, so I've went up some hills and I've had the camera out and I thought this this looks like something out of you know journey to the center of the earth. You know the shape of the mountains and things, and I take a picture of it. There's so many people doing the same thing. So you've got a picture of this amazing landscape, but there's tons of little hikers in the photo. And I'm like, how am I, you know, I just want all of you people to get out the shot just while I, I just want this one picture and then you can all continue doing what you're doing. But um, yeah, it's uh, some, I mean, you can paint. I've had to paint a few people out of some photographs. And, oh my gosh. You know, digital. Uh, you can do all that in Photoshop now, but um, yeah. How much hours? Out in California, oh, yeah. there's a yeah. famous uh, location called La Vasquez Rocks, used yeah. in tons of westerns and science fiction movies. I know in the original the Star Trek uh, yeah. series, yeah. Captain Kirk fought, <laughs> fought the uh, the Gorn, the lizard man, Vasquez rocks, and it's like been in like Lost in Space and everything like that. So what I did was I printed out a picture of the Vasquez rocks and I cut out, and I uh, actually have oh yeah, I remember the you. Lost in Space Cyclops walking. Around. Oh, yeah. that's awesome! Yeah, so I, I even got it in my, one of my movies. Locations like that, and actually, you know, film. Film whatever crazy project I have next in my head, you know. There'll, there'll like, be, there'll, there will be times where we're filming out in public, you know, we're doing this Batman versus Superman film. Uh-huh. And there'll be hike, you know, we try to find kind of crippled buildings that like abandoned buildings that are like on, you know, these nature trails and everything. And we are filming a fight scene between Superman and Batman. And there'll be just joggers, you know, coming along, <laughs> like looking at Batman. <laughs> They have to take pictures with us, and uh, you know, it was just. I guess you know, you, you don't go in the woods expecting to see Batman. No. <laughs> yeah, in costume. So no, we we totally understand the you know the <laughs> the hardships of filming out in public like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Even when they were filming, when they were filming Jason and the Argonauts, and they had the Argo like you know sail into, uh, I think it was the Isle of Bronze sequence, and uh, suddenly like. Mm. Um, the Santa Maria from another film crept into the shot, and they had a filming because all of a sudden it was well, like was, another, was like another a, century. A couple of years ago, I met uh, an actor called John Kearney who played the the yeah the guy that get crushed oh, by yes. Talos, and he was telling us so many stories yes. about you know the the beaches when they when they filmed that scene. You wouldn't, you, you can't tell in the film, but there's so many people that were just crowds had come just to watch them basically watch a bunch of guys running across a beach. You know, <laughs> they didn't have a clue. What, 
happening, but they, they said the amount of people that were just watching them film that scene was just, you know, they must have thought they were all crazy, just running away from this invisible <laughs> giant statue. But, uh, Sort of like what you yeah, mentioned yeah. before about when you were filming but, uh, was, just it, yourself running the, away from... It was the park, the local park, and I went with my, my friend, and he was going to operate the camera, and I thought, right, I'll go early morning, it'll be quiet, there'll be nobody about, and obviously I, I got in at the park, started filming, and the amount of people that were walking their dogs, jogging, you know, everyone was just running by going, what is going on? What is... <laughs> what are they doing? But, but uh, hopefully, if they see the final result, they'll they'll realize. Oh wait, okay, I get it now. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. And whoever need a hand like promoting well, your Ray Harryhausen one hundred oh. film or uh, Joseph, you as well. Like for any of your projects, we'll definitely help you out any way oh, we can. I really, sure. really do appreciate that, and you know, I, I appreciate you know getting asked onto these shows and you know there's actually people that is interested in uh this type of stuff it's great oh we love having you guys on yeah, because love- you make jobs really easy because we don't even have to ask too much you know you got to take the which no i, yeah. I totally thoroughly enjoyed you know because i i wanted you guys to kind of reveal your secrets to each other and yeah. see uh you know what what kind of differences you go you go to into you know crafting yeah. your art? So I, I well, it's not it's not every day you get to speak about this type of stuff because you know I, I I work in a restaurant, so not a lot of people kind of know about you know this type of filmmaking and things. So it's nice to actually sit down and chat to people that are you know that know the same, they're interested in the same type of things. What kind of advice would you give? To people who are just starting out you know because obviously you guys know a lot about you know this is what you do you know a lot about it you know if someone wanted to get started and then what would you say to them uh, keep doing it and just keep practicing learn as much as you can and don't i mean with what stop motion i wouldn't i would there's a lot of people say why don't you just do cgi cgi is the what everyone's doing um but I try not to get encouraged. But I mean, CGI is great what you can do with it, but I think there's room to to do other forms of special effects and try and be just try try and stand out and be different. Don't try and follow the the trend all the time. But that's what I would say. Ditto here. Like, don't get discouraged if you really have a passion for doing something like. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like Ray Harryhausen said, if you have like a fire in your belly yeah. and, you know, don't, you know, don't ignore it. Keep mm-hmm. pushing on with it. Don't think anything is, is too impossible. Try it. And see. Um, yeah, definitely. Follow what you want to do. If there's a fire in your belly. Those are some inspirational yeah, I, lo- words. I like that. I like that. I feel like I'm going to use that more yeah. often now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either take it in acid or do a stop motion film. Yeah, no, I know. I, I definitely have like more future projects in mind, and I, I want to utilize your guys' craft for with stop motion. And I would love to get some commissions from you guys. And you know, I, I have a, I have a bunch of ideas. So you know, if, if you guys are willing, don't be to, surprised if you reach out. So is yeah. it, are you working? Are you working on a film right now? Yeah, or is it? Is it? 
Um, yeah, well, right now it's in uh, post production. Mm-hmm. We're we're basically getting all the music and editing together and everything mm-hmm. like that. We're planning getting it um done by the mm-hmm. summer. I'm crossing my fingers. I don't want to throw out mm-hmm. a date because then you yeah. know people are going, "Oh, where's yeah, the film?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're we're definitely on uh post production right now. We got you know it it was it was a lot of years, but we finally you know put put the pin on it you know and uh we're just we're just getting it all crafted and yeah you know, ready to go <laughs> is it like a, is it a fan yeah. film or is it like uh yeah yeah it's i mean definitely more of a fan film it's kind of like a comedy i would kind of give it more like i would explain it like it's almost has a mel brooks fi- oh, feel yeah. like okay. it's uh, kind of the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> kind of like uh goes into the crafting and creating of like the batman versus superman right. film um it's like argument between the act uh the, the writer and the director and like what should be in the film and then it cuts to you know what story elements they've been you know uh-huh. arguing about you know it just kind of gets more haphazard as the film progresses and then there's just like this ultimate kind of climax at the end i don't yeah. want to reveal too spoilers <laughs> but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Exactly. So it's just it's 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 kind of it's kind of metal that way, you know. It cuts back and forth from the real world to you know the fictional world of Batman and Superman. So. Mm. <laughs> I look, I look yeah. forward to seeing that. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, that sounds definitely was I'm a sure, fun. I'm sure you guys know, you know, with the time-consuming <laughs> art and everything. I think we finished filming like last fall, oh, yeah. and it's still in That's post-production. What, yeah. and we're just Post production can take ages, you know. It's the amount of stuff yeah, you have to exactly. to do. There's always times where I fin- I think I finish an edit and I look at it again and I always you I know, didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, we're we're planning on getting it out this summer. We're uh, I I got some other editors helping me out because if if it was just all on me, I don't know if mm. I could even yeah you know, even finish yeah. it to be honest. But uh, yeah, it's an ongoing endeavor and. Uh, yeah, like like I said, I would I have like I have a, a couple ideas for like I would love to have you guys um you know yeah. give give a give a for sure. I, I mean obviously do a commission or something like that. But well, yeah. I'm always <laughs> I'm dope. always interested in what other people are doing, and I, the I like making things, coming up with like stories, and sometimes I don't find that's my strongest point is coming up with a story or coming up with a whole concept but if someone gave me an idea of like of like you know a, a, a storyline a brief storyline i think i could probably come up with something from that that's what i enjoy doing is you know you know if you give me like a brief synopsis of something i could probably work up like a, a character for it or you know that's what and that's the type of that's the aspect i like of uh we're making films and um yeah that sounds good oh yeah oh yeah that, no that, I'm, I'm definitely mm. looking forward to it yeah <laughs> fantastic brilliant <laughs> so uh yeah we're actually you know we, we are running out of time so yep. we're we're gonna do a short you know an ending mm-hmm. um for for the podcast yep. um if you guys have any questions or comments beforehand, uh, let us know. And if not, we'll just kind of do the wrap up. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. It's been great. Really great. Okay. 
I wish, yeah, I wish we could talk. I know. I'm looking yeah, forward I'm to sure it. You have things. <laughs> we definitely, we definitely, yeah. we definitely should do this again. I think this was, yeah. you know, this was this a great time. Endeavor. Yeah, we we have more questions we want to ask you that we'll probably we'll save for another episode because yeah. you know, we'll be so you can talk for ages about this sort of thing. You know, I can. Yeah, <laughs> which I'd like. Sure, none of us have. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most people are like, yeah. who? Yeah. What are you talking about? That's a, yeah, I can't, you can't talk about that. But yeah, yeah. this is like opening, opening up, opening up the the treasure yeah. chest. Yeah, yeah, it's been and it's yes. been great talking to you, Joe, as well. Meeting you and hearing you. Yeah, um, oh, great. It's great meeting. I guess yes. I mean, fan of yours since uh, oh, like yeah. when you I saw, yeah. first saw your stuff on Vimeo. Lear and John said uh, I first encountered your stuff on Vimeo. I said, yeah, oh, no, it's great. I've been, you know, I'll continue follow it. I always look forward to seeing going on Instagram and seeing what you're posting. It's you know, um, really great, really great stuff. <laughs> so this is uh, Josh from Batyard Productions sending you off up, up and away until Bat next Batyard's finest episode. Becoming super friends one. Becoming super friends one episode at a time. That was more difficult than doing animation. I started to I started to crack up there. When I'm yeah, no, that was that was great. <laughs> that's, Angus, that, that, that's Angus, that was our first collaboration. Yeah. Productions. Yeah. Yeah. We love to do this, you know. Again, sometime this was def definitely a treat for definitely, all. Definitely, that was for... great. Really enjoyed it. See you later. Bye. -bye. Thank you. <laughs>